you know, last time I have been speaking about, you know, dispelling hyper-individualism and the need to dissenter our species as being special or exceptionally deserving in any way. And uh, because, you know, the loneliness and isolation and disconnection, which is the result of this over-focusing on ourselves, you know, is really at the root of the overconsumption and the mental difficulties and, you know, all of a lot of the problems which we have created because we are trying to compensate with consuming and with technology and with science for that, you know, which is right at our disposal because we have a body, you know, which is very, very sensitive and deeply, deeply embedded in this vast web of intelligence. And we have forgotten about that because we haven't been paying attention to it because it wasn't part of the cultural program. And we have the complete freedom to change that. And I think that's one of the reasons for these meetings here to together, you know, find ways to train these capacities which we already have and kind of wake them up again. You know, and knowing that there is some people on this planet, in particular indigenous people, you know, who still have preserved some of this capacity. And we have it also in our bones. We have it also in our bodies and in our skins, you know, because these bodies are made out of the same components as the planet and the forest out there and everything. So we can come back to this. And that's also, you know, what we are doing here on this retreat. Just been leading a, a meditation on the on the six elements. And, uh, you know, using that meditation as a, as a gateway into a different way of understanding ourselves. And from that different understanding, you know, having a different perception from which we are looking at everything. And then, you know, different solutions and different opportunities can become apparent, which otherwise hidden, you know, because we are so narrowly kind of looking and so much is is not showing up in this very narrow way of looking. So today I, you know, wanted to share with you a practice which I do here with the group every day and it's called Centering in four directions is a somatic exercise which I have learned on a training course with the Pachamama Alliance. You know, that's done standing up. So I would suggest we all stand up. I have to just adjust my camera a little bit. Okay, so, great. Some of you are outside, that's wonderful. So it's called Centering in Four Directions. And that's an exercise which was introduced at this course, which is called Game Changer Intensive. And the woman who, um, you know, showed it to us, she's called Stacy Haynes. And she has uh, uh, quite a few videos of her 
uh, exercises on the uh, YouTube. And the purpose of this centering practice is, you know, to be able to take action from what we most care about and to be able to return to that very quickly when we get thrown off. And I mean, you know, not only action out on the street or out in the world, but also just, you know, inside of our spiritual practice as well. So the first thing is to bring our attention from sinking down into sensing, getting inside our own body, our own skin, and sensing pressure, weight, temperature, and movement in the body. And then we can bring our attention down about two inches below the belly button. And we can put our hand there if that's helpful. And bring ourselves, quote, unquote, behind our hand. This is actually the center of gravity when we are standing. And now we are going to center in four directions. And the first one is length, the vertical line. We are both relaxing through our body down onto the ground and lengthening up towards the sky at the same time you know, sensing our full length. And inside of that length, you know, we are reflecting on our spiritual and ethical vision and that we can take pragmatic, grounded action on that vision. And we can also think of length as centering in our dignity, and recognizing the dignity of others. So centering in our dignity and recognizing the dignity of others. In the way we are standing, And then the second dimension we want to center in is our width. We want to fill out as wide as we can from side to side. And if it's helpful, we can reach out our arms or we can just sense the width of our shoulders, of our hips and of our sides. There's a lot, you know, happening in our lives which makes us shrink up and we want to unfurl out again, widen out again and relax into our wits. 
we can think of wits also as the relational space, the community space, where we can let ourselves out more and let others in. Both, you know, feel ourselves and feel others centering inside of wit through our felt sense. So length and dignity and width and relational space, just centering in both of those. And if the body, you know, if the mind wanders off into thinking about something else, just gently bring it back to the body, the length and dignity, the width and relational space. And really allowing that to fill the mind. And then the third dimension that we want to center in is depths. We start with sensing what is behind us, feeling the space between our shoulder blades and the clothes on our back and on our legs. And sensing our backside and then bringing our awareness to the inner landscape, the guts and the heart the lungs, and from there coming to the front, we really want to increase our depths back to front and increasing our access to our internal landscape and also differentiate within those sensations and feelings. Let's just have a direct experience of what depth is for us. And also being aware of those who come before us, they are behind us, we stand on their shoulders. And those future generations which come in front of us. And we are one chain link. There's a sense of continuation and depths, deep time. And we have these bodies right now, you know, which has been developed over such deep time. So centering in length and dignity, width and community, and depth and continuation.
all inside of our own skin. And then the last thing we want to center in is our purpose. Either an image or a sentence which reminds us to what we are committed to, reminds us what we care about, what we love. You know, that which just emerges, you know, from the depths of our being, what we feel called to embody, why we have come. And go ahead and allow that to emerge. And if nothing comes, just holding it, holding it open. It will come when it's the right time. And, you know, from center, we're allowing this purpose. If something has arisen, allow that to fully fill us out. It's almost as if somebody would We are informing our nervous system with what we care about, what we are committed to, by building muscle memory through centering in length, in width, in depth, and inside of our purpose. This is our centering practice. And then, you know, we can slowly sit down on our chair, on our cushion, and continue the practice from there when you're ready. So being aware, you know, of the weight of the body on the cushion, on the chair. You know that there is this uh, possibility that we can really put in energy to connect more deeply with what we care about, what we feel inspired by, 
what we want to contribute to. And through coming back to that, you know, building muscle memory in the body and also positive habits in the mind. What we frequently see ponder upon, that becomes the inclination of the mind. That's, you know, a teaching from the Buddha. So we can really cultivate and make choices, you know, what we want to put energy in, what we want to strengthen and make choices, you know, what from where we want to pull our engagement away by gently but firmly directing our energies into a wholesome direction. You know, as we are, you know, thinking in this way, as we are really making that conscious that we can actually choose, you know, seeing how that resonates with us. Oh, you know, what, what are you sensing in your body? as you are becoming aware of that you do have that freedom. And you know, we do have that freedom to make ourselves available for emergence. So they can't be not scary because it means you know we we have a capacity to respond and with that a responsibility for our own lives how we are using them. At a time, you know, where we, it's clear that it depends on all of us individually. We are the ones we have been waiting for. It's not going to be handed to us, you know, on a platter by some central authorities. It needs to be done individually. Otherwise, you know, as the Buddha says, to be realized individually, otherwise. And step by step, 
not you know biting more often we can chew but nevertheless consistently and it requires humility humility to join into the team you know of the modern human world and no longer you know frantically trying to control and manipulate but making ourselves available So remembering, you know, that our bodies and the body of the earth are one process. And through that fact, you know, we have a direct line into that vast self-regulating intelligence we can support, we can embody It's amazing, actually, if we allow that to become conscious. And that all of our gifts, you know, are needed for that. The medicines we bring, our strength, our talents, our capacities, they are all needed for this shift. They have been given to us by nature and they are what we bring to the process. And, you know, meeting in this way, as we do on Wednesdays, I think it is here to encourage all of us to remember that this is true, that this is really happening. And it, I had, re, you know, two days ago, I had one of the uh, group practice discussions and there was a, uh, a remember that this is really happening 
And when they are apart, you know, it's easy to forget. But as soon as they meet in their circle again, the presence of that intelligence or that uh, process, you know, which is really happening becomes much more palpable as we are opening ourselves collectively to it. There's a certain amplification which happens naturally. And then, you know, we can much easier touch that with our hearts, touch that with our intuition and building that, you know, memory so that we our own, we can also bring that up and connect with it. It's much easier in a collective. That something, you know, is born, is in the process of being born, and something old is falling apart. And instead of, you know, lamenting about that which is falling apart, we can also pay attention to that which is born. And that we can be available for that, what needs to be born. You know, with every in-breath, we can connect, and with every out-breath, we can make some space. In a way, you know, allowing more depths into our experience. And this, you know, centering in the four directions can really be helpful to remember the dignity of being part of this process, to remember that we are not alone, that there's a whole huge community. And we are having, you know, this little pocket of uh, our Wednesday meetings, a pocket of sanity, ready, you know, to connect with other pockets of sanity. And then the, the depths of deep time, where we are coming from, where these bodies are coming from. And what our medicine, what our contribution can be, our purpose. And I call you another know, Wednesday practice, call it earthworm practice. Because it's a, it's a humble practice, you know, to 
be on this threshold, there's a lot of uncertainty, but we are applying ourselves to it, just like an earthworm doesn't necessarily know where he's going or she's going, but contributing and doing the job, digesting, metabolizing, and giving back. And so that the earth is kept aerated and alive. And it can, you know, produce beautiful fruit. Who knows what kind of fruit, but nevertheless, we do our bit. So being content with what we know, and staying open for what wants to be calm, conscious. And also being aware of the breathing process, the life force, which keeps us energized and keeps us moving. You know, Anapanasati being one of the oldest meditation practices, mindfulness with breathing in and breathing out. It was the first you know, meditation uh, object or meditation method I learned. When I started in 1988 with my first teacher, Dasa.
And so much has changed since then. And Chambuda uh, Dasa, he, I remember him often saying, you know, throw it all back to nature. Nature is the rightful owner of all of this. Throw it all back. Let it all go. He would say, toss it all back to nature, I remember. Toss it all back to nature. Let it go. Allow that process to take care as it has done for billions of years without us. It knows what to do. You know, and contemplating what would you like to do with your remaining breath? What would you like to support in this huge process, this planetary process? What would you like to invest your energy in? And knowing that you can choose that. And inviting the blessings of our ancestors, those, you know, healthy ancestors who have been choosing to support the process of wholesomeness, and regeneration and who had respect for 
that which cannot be controlled and manipulated. And writing the blessings. You know, as we are now having this choice to make, Every day, the way how we live, how we contribute. And, you know, the ancestors, not only of our own species, but all ancestors, been involved with this And, you know, really knowing that we can self-regulate, we can learn to contribute in a growthful, regenerative way. We don't need to continue to embody the destructiveness of old approaches. We start, you know, where we are, we do what we can and it will open up more because the Dhamma will respond, because the Dhamma wants to be realized and it responds in conducive circumstances. It will take time and it's not going to be the way we want it to be most likely, but it's going to respond.
you know, and you can slowly open your eyes and then you can see two young meditators have joined us in Crystal's icon. Look, the Dharma has already responded. Hello. 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 Nice to see you. <laughs> I was swimming. Hi. <laughs> so there's so much, you know, beauty and You know, instead of always just uh, looking at that which is dying, we need also look at that which is wants to be born. And that, you know, which has new energy and new capacities, which we didn't have when we were children, because we were born at a different time. And you know, to support that, to serve. But not pretending, you know, that we know everything. And at the same time, you know, that is the practice to let go of delusion. And at one point, you know, when all delusion has been let go of, then according, you know, to the Buddha's teaching, there is no more impetus to participate. But as long as we are here, we can use participation as Dhamma practice. Uh, for the benefit you know, of all sentient beings, and in particular for those two lovely sentient beings who are with Crystal right now, Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.